0: Oh, dear listeners! Hi, man. It's October already. Time is just—it's flying, dudes and dudettes. I I can't even wrap my brain around it. I'm behind in so much already. I'll spare you, but it's just—it—it's going by, and and it was no different with this podcast with uh, Casey Hart. We talked for three hours. It was unbelievable and it's the first time in a long time that I have talked like that and not really understood that that time flew. It was just so organic with her and uh, it was was a blessing because we have three beautiful podcasts to share with you guys now and the first episode, this episode, we're titling Initiate. It's a the first part of the growth cycle particularly within business so we thought that would be a cool synchronicity kind of thing between the three parts of her podcast but let me tell you it it was such a great time and i know you guys are going to love it so without further ado here's initiate Welcome to The Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined.
1: Let's be real, we're still working on (laughs) refined.
0: What it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made.
1: Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories began. Hello,
0: Apprenticeship Diary listeners. Uh, I'm here today again. We're we're doing a touch touchstone back with Casey Hart. Now she's a business owner and she owns Foxwood Tattoo Collective here in Eldersburg, Maryland. And uh, who knew? Like, yeah.
1: Hi, Casey. Hello. <laughs>
0: we were just laughing a lot.
1: Oh my gosh. We haven't seen each other in a minute, so it was a lot of catch-up. Yes. Time to be serious. Here we go. <laughs>
0: No, no, no. We, <laughs>
1: nah. They love it. They do. They love the authenticity. Mm-hmm. And do. you were,
0: I mean, it's, it's not you, it, but I'm very happy to hear that the show has brought you a few clients. And you said that they, um, they weren't really like it seemed like the tattoo tight, which kind of made me feel good because if this can give people a different perspective on what we do and open people up to tattooing, I think it's such a healing, amazing
1: thing. Absolutely. I also think that this day and age is so interesting that people can go look, looking for information and find it, find the information they're looking for and then find more. Mm -hmm. And then not only find that, find a community behind it, then find like minded people, like minded artists with like minded focus or values. And that didn't used to exist. We used to just walk into the closest place and say, I hope you're good at portraits, man, because yeah. I, want, I want this portrait. Yeah. So, Hold your breath. Yeah, it's changed completely, and it's so neat that somebody can go looking for this information and say, you know what, I would love to know more about what a tattoo apprenticeship is like. Mm-hmm. There's podcasts out there. Wow. There's books. There's YouTube information. There's people that are hosting online courses. There's seminars. There's conventions. Like... I was so hungry and thirsty for the, all that information. I would have done anything and everything on the planet to earn it. And that's what they made you feel like mm-hmm. as well, that this was gatekeeping and we have to, Yeah, you really have to earn this information. And it's so wild that someone who has not one drop of ink on their body can learn and dive and find an entire community without ever even stepping foot in a shop. Well, blows my mind. Yeah,
0: and and, you know, to that point, it, I feel like the, the problems of today are almost too much information. Oh, <laughs> It's like, man. where do you
1: start? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, as informed as the client is, they can come in with a lot of expectations. Yeah. And they've also seen all sides of it going right and all sides of it going wrong mm-hmm. in mass capacity too. Yeah. not just like oh my grandma had this experience or my mom had this experience my friend they could say by the thousands this is these people's experiences yep. positive or negative this artist versus that artist even so we've called people out on unprofessional professional behavior um And on the way things should or should not go is now a new discussion. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. It is. You know, I love that it's becoming so open and that artists are becoming a little bit more collective with each other as well. That, you know, even someone like me and you, 20 years ago at a convention center would become enemies, you know. And now we can live next door to each other, be on a podcast, share information, and... Not be like, well, what do you run your machine at? Like <laughs> that used to be a hunt to be able to get oh, that information. No. I mean, I, I, I hear you.
0: I, I, um, I think that was my experience. I don't think that that was ever me, which is yeah. why I, I don't know. Now I find myself very alone and kind of trying to process everything that I've experienced. So it's much different. But we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you. And um, you've been doing a lot of cool things. I mean, just opening up a business, first of all, was huge. Yes. Um, and you weren't leaving a place that you disliked no. either.
1: Yeah, no. It's um, A lot of people will spend a lot of stories, you know, and a lot of people love to be in the mix of creating drama and stories when there really isn't much to be shared. A lot of the motivation came from wanting a space for my clientele. Mm -hmm. that they felt comfortable in and that you could express your authenticity. And then a lot of it came down to working with Ryan, too. Once we met, it was kind of a firework. Um, So there was a thousand reasons to open a business and a thousand and one reasons to not, you know. So that's definitely the biggest change. Sitting last time at the podcast, I was sitting in my bedroom in a little tiny apartment writing down all of this like what would this wall look like what would this station Aww. here look like so it's pretty wild to be back in this space with you in a mental capacity and be like everything's in physical
0: yeah, rotation
1: wow it's, it's here it's very very cool yeah. it's very very cool
0: and you know i i brian's your apprentice mm-hmm. right and he, he's a full-fledged
1: yes yeah he graduated so. um I gave him a little certificate and everything <laughs> and a drawing i did a big old drawing for him but yes and he what started intentionally as a manager is now going to be owner. Like, he has done everything with me. So, he is my partner in crime.
0: Uh, I couldn't cool. do it without
1: him. So, he is a very important part of this process. Um, so, I couldn't do it without him, my husband, my, without Tony either, without yeah. my mentor. He gave me a space Aww. to create this happen. So, as much as this is big, you know, big for me and a huge goal that was accomplished very quickly, um... It wasn't just me, you know, and that this is a huge, huge team behind all of this.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and I, I it sounds like incentivized because you, you, you really wanted to, uh, like you said, provide a kind of space and atmosphere for both of you to to kind of come to your life and tattooing. Absolutely. I just started you know? to
1: notice that I was building a community yeah. and that the community wasn't matching the physical space mm-hmm. and that the experience I was trying to provide was not also in fruition. Like this is just not how I would I would do things. Right. And you didn't have that time and space until something like COVID pushes you and says, "Hey man, you're forced to look in the mirror." Right. For the next 3 months and are you are you are you happy where you are and what would you do if you could? Yeah. Because the well, world's shutting down. So what if you don't ever have this again? Those those big what ifs started to be really, really loud.
0: That's really awesome. You know? I, I feel like if I were to critique my experience in my last studio, that's what I should have done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I didn't. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of hit me on the back end. And now, re like, rebounding from that has mm-hmm. taken a, like, what do you want, really? Like, And i <sighs> and a hard sure. Hit. It's a hard I'm hit. And sure. you have to be
1: so honest with yourself. Because even now, two years in, it's... Same question mm-hmm. over and over, and that's what I'm realizing—that business or entrepreneurship, or even just following your intuition or your heart in general—is every time you get to the next step, it's the next "what if." Yeah, what future is now? Because yeah. I've decided to make these choices, <laughs> you can't go back. Well, you can. You can't, but you can. Um, you're gonna break a lot of hearts along the way. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's definitely once you get to this point, you kind of thought you didn't get you would get here. So yeah. you're kind of like, okay, well, now what's the next? thing what am I capable of now yeah and that's definitely how I feel even with this is that this is just a baby the flirtation. this isn't this is in its toddlerhood yeah you know this isn't forever of like this is it for me right the end of the road this is another new beginning
0: because a lot of people will
1: look at it as oh now you're on your business owner cut you're done done for life I'm like no actually this feels like the beginning.
0: <laughs> when it's refreshing to be around someone like you because I grew up in a small business and that's pretty much how it felt, was like, yeah. okay, now this is it. Done. Yeah. And that's why I avoided owning my own business.
1: Absolutely. You that can, I could absolutely relate yeah. to that feeling.
0: So I, I appreciate that. And I've seen it in other people. It's just been a lot to, I think, in my mind, be like, no, you you can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do that
1: that's half of it It doesn't have to be like that (laughs) that's half of it's believing yourself
0: well I mean there's a lot of red tape but but um I do find that like like you said when you get community around you and you start building those things and even before we started you were talking about it just people that you're tattooing that in a business aspect are there for you um not to get too fine into it but you know like you gather people and there is so much so many more resources than when you ever thought possible mm-hmm. if you just dare to push and go mm-hmm. like you said oh I can do this I do want this it is available for me and that's why I wanted to meet with you today honestly it was yeah. because I've seen so much of this about your being
1: um, well my being oh my god if y'all are still here with me through my being thank you. <laughs> Thank you if you're listening, if you're here, you still follow me, like my stuff, are not totally afraid. <laughs> when I think thanks that's for hanging, Thanks for hanging with me through all these transitions because I absolutely understand from the outside perspective how batshit crazy I look. <laughs> <laughs> These pants, this new—you got to do it. That, oh God! At first, I started hippie. I said, "Oh, I'm a hippie. I'm a hippie." And, and I was like, "That doesn't feel exactly right." And really, and then I've discovered the word boho Buddha is about the best thing I can describe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just kind of floating through time and space like this, as this kind of—if
0: you have to—if you have to even talk about it, I mean, the reality is that I, I. I, I mean, maybe I'm a little comfortable, I'll admit that with crazy, but uh, I've, I've been in a lot of spaces, but for me, it's just, I see a lot of birthing from you, oh, like a lot of creative energy,
1: a lot of great things that, you know, honestly, I'm starting to tear up because oh, I think about you. it, it's so beautiful. Well, you've known me a long time and anyone that's followed my journey has seen me come from the the, the, the scrapper, which is <laughs> kind of this little thing down here, like, I'm going to make it guys. I'm gonna make it. I loved it. you then. Yeah, like and I loved you then. I was a was scrappy like, hustler. Got the- fire. Yeah. in her belly, you know, and I didn't like- know where it was gonna. <laughs> I didn't know where it was gonna lead me, but I just knew it was there, and I knew to follow that, listen to that, and no, no other noise. There was so much noise. I didn't realize how much there was. Thank God, ignorance is bliss. Like <laughs> true. It seriously was because true. I'm hearing it now. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing a lot now. Yeah. Of things that were said then, things that were said now, or even recently. And I'm like, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> because great when you it's, don't care yes, if it's in the past? I, it's so in the past, and even if it's being said now, anybody that spends that kind of time is still living in their cycle, still living in their lives. Like, right. I'm living in my truth, and I do not spend my time speaking about others' lives. I have them way you. too much. Yeah. <laughs> it can't it hurt can only me. hurt them. It, it does. can't hurt you. Yeah, and, and their comments or anything is really just their limitations being projected, is what I fully understand now. Um, and that took so much time. <laughs> it took so much practice. But no, like, coming into this person has been a, a very terrifying experience because you you still feel like you need people's validation to be yourself. You know in a safe space but once I created a physical space I was like oh pfft. doesn't matter if it is just me in this building by myself I know authentically that I created this space to be for people like me yeah and that there is a community of people like that that are gonna look for those things and that's not everyone's cup of tea you're not all of my audience This is meant for those people that are on this part of their life, which we are all on. Their hero's journey, you know, the growth journey, spiritual journey, whatever journey you want to call it. And that is where I know I am for those people on that part. And there's a massive amount of people. It's actually about 90% of people that are not in that journey right now. So I'm not going to appease about 90% of the population. Right.
0: Nor should you have should, to. You're one person.
1: It's Yeah, there's 8 billion of y'all out there. How am I going to please every single one of y'all? And on my deathbed, I know that I'm not going to be like, ah should have just pleased all those people. (laughs) Right. I'm going to be like, damn, I went to all the places and did all the things and tried all the stuff I wanted to. Is what I'd rather be able to say than I should have and I could have. And that person is so long gone. Why did I care? Why did I care? That's what everybody says when they get to that age. That age. The quote. That age. Wherever that age is. They tell us, the younger ones. (laughs) I know. They say, don't do that. Don't care so much.
0: Well, I mean, I can tell you, honestly, from an older person than you, I, I saw it back, you know, when I first, when I first interviewed you, you were just starting to Apprentice Ryan, mm-hmm. you've been with your husband for a while, mm-hmm. um, you were very conscientious of him mm-hmm. and his family and family seems to be very, very close to you mm-hmm. and things like that, even down to the shop and everything, yeah. like the spirit of the shop was very centered around that ethically and morally and, and as far as virtue and value i saw that you were very grounded in those things right away you know like so i i couldn't find anything really to criticize if you wanted. <laughs> thank you <laughs> and, I, and when I why I'm mentioning it because those are the people that if you didn't spend enough time around that would be a regret absolutely yeah so well, you
1: start to realize pretty quickly that when when something like that happens and you're like when your husband gets diagnosed you know I was the workaholic I was the person and still am I get it yeah. you know you know I would just I would choose work over everything and once he was diagnosed it was like i haven't spent any time with you Mm -hmm. we haven't gone the places we haven't done the things we said we would and when would we you know when is that time and what if you're not here next christmas what if you're not here for your daughter's 10th birthday like what ifs new what ifs yeah and it changes your perspective And and those
0: are things you can't control
1: and that's typically what happens for people when they hit a midlife crisis you know their parents pass away or you know Things like that happen in their life that forced them to be like, oh, snap. What time have I been wasting? What person have I been wasting being? Yeah. (laughs) Who am I going to truly be? And something like his diagnosis and something like COVID really just forced me. It was forced. If I didn't become this person, I don't know what would have happened. Yeah. Nothing good. Yeah. Nothing good at all because that's where it was heading. I was already feeling those feelings. It was already physically manifesting in that way. Yeah. Nothing good was coming from being that person. Yeah. So I said, Well, let me just try being this person. <laughs> Let's change the mindset. That's and a huge see journey. what happens. That's see huge. what happens. And this happened in three years, making those choices. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, Let's start making more like that. Yeah. And your body loves to learn to love it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Where your body says, you know, I'm afraid of failure, so I'm just going to keep failing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I try succeeding and actually succeed, my body loves succeeding.
0: Yes. So I I'm ha- not in that vein right now, but yes, <laughs> I, fel- I felt man. it. I yes. felt
1: it. Yes, and that's kind of... That's- <laughs> <laughs> or I try to stay as long in that space as possible. It doesn't mean we're always there. But I've, I'm more of aware of that space. Yes. More so. Well, and
0: that's good because you have a basis for comparison. Yes. And the yin-yang.
1: If you understand this one, you understand right. that one. And right. I've just phys- physically have told myself, oh, I just expect myself to do bad. I expect this to go wrong. And I'm also making choices to make sure those things go wrong. Yeah. Stay in that space. Be around those people. Keep doing the alcohol. Keep yeah. doing the bad things. Yeah. Keep yeah. making the bad choices so that cycle will continue. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, what if I make really good choices? And like consistently. Yeah. And without fail. And like someone else is holding everything up for you. And yeah. you can't fail that person. That's who I was starting to listen to. That's good. <sighs> oh. That's really good. And then it sucks. You're just like, no, this discipline hurts. Oh, well, oh, uh, choosing hard sucks. Because it is. It's two choices. Well, in the uh, beginning. The time. Yeah. yeah. In, in the beginning, be it's fun. really hard. You know, you have two choices for every single choice, all the way down to you, the things you drink, eat, the clothes you wear, everything. And there's a There's an easy choice and there's a hard choice. Yeah. And what I've discovered is that the easy choice is very part later it's easy now it's easy to hit the alarm it's easy to grab the fast food and it's it's easy to skip a skip the meal or whatever so why they call it a temptation right oh gosh you're so right <laughs> and then i would i found that the the <laughs> the, uh, the simple things are difficult Eating right, having a good business, having a good marriage, you know, um, having you know, being a good friend and just texting back. The simple, simple things is actually difficult. Working out, you know, simple but difficult. And now I've realized that every choice that's put in front of me, I have to choose hard. Mm-hmm. I choose hard every single choice down to the smallest butterfly effect level. That's great. And I've been doing that for three years and it hurts so bad. But <laughs> it feels great. so good. Look at yeah. all of this that's come from it. What is it?
0: It becomes a rhythm that is yes. you don't even have to think about eventually. Yes, it's um, a
1: discipline. When I when yeah. someone like artists, someone like entrepreneurs can be in a state of undiscipline. because I am the one, I, I'm the one that can decide to cancel this today. Yes. and I wasn't always a disciplined person. Right. So that's why I am this way that my values are integrity. Mm-hmm. You, you know. So when that, you mentioned it. I mean, because. I think societally, we are
0: given so much leeway to be kind of a mess. Um, it, it doesn't really... I mean, I've, I've now listened to so many podcasts that are better than mine, I can say, honestly. <laughs> um, like uh, The Tattooed Mind, uh, mm-hmm. all about recovery and things like that. Like, the avenue to which... I mean, it's, it's a wonderful thing because most of these stories are... I hit rock bottom and I came back out. But the avenue that tattooing gives you to hit that rock bottom is insane because of how open it is and how much it asks you to kind of step up to being your own person and regulate your life. You have to. You Mm -hmm. have to. Um, And I do think that that people who... um, who get into this, they get into it for a lot of different reasons, but I think sometimes they get into this because they um, they see this way to kind of heal themselves and have relevancy and all of this stuff. And thank God, like you said, you started out with gratitude towards your clients and the people that have followed you on this journey because that's what brings you back. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. You, you have this responsibility now yes. that you never had. And you're yes. like, oh my God, I can't. For all this that this has given me, I can't can't
1: ruin this. Yeah, it's it's your new state. It's also your just new state of being. Now that you've made all of these choices, it's just who you are now. Mm -hmm. I can't deny this person. I can't deny the choices she's made and the role she plays and what she's here to do. Right. Oh, man. And now that I've discovered that purpose, it's just undeniable of the why I get up every day. Mm -hmm. And I would say now that I would. Now that I can physically say it, I think my purpose really is to be here to teach courage and authenticity and and just in any way, shape or form, that's all through tattooing, that's all through just being myself, you know, having conversations or doing the other things that I've been, you know, learning to do. I believe that it's something that we lack is courage and authenticity, especially as far into technology as we're getting and we can't tell what's real or not real anymore just scrolling up and down on our phone and I've even mean, just seeing something like oh this new season of this new show is gonna come out and then my husband's like that's not even real and I was like oh wow <laughs> really yeah, so they, there's people that's been they hyped me to, up on the they hide me excited up. wow <laughs> So even, and I, I know about the AI stuff and everything, too, that it's 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 scaring, you know, digital artists, music artists, everything like that. So I think that authenticity is something that is really going to become more and more valued. Being able to do things by hand and say things in person and have emotional intelligence is going to go very far. I was going to ask you to break down authenticity,
0: but you just did. <laughs> <Bam>. <laughs>
1: authenticity. Got it. Oh man. I would say, you know, a lot of it's just, um, it's choosing the things that feel good. Despite what everybody else says. Of course these pants look ridiculous. But they made them. No, they they made them because they, of people like me no, that want to don't. wear the comfy pants. They look very beautiful. These are like beta pants. They're like beta great. Fish. I love this. I love that you wore your favorite pants today. I mean, pants, <laughs> can't get enough of them. You know? you know, it's just choosing things that feel good to do to say and to be. And uh, you would not believe how many things you say and do behalf of someone else or a self-limiting belief that mm-hmm. you won't read a book or listen to a podcast because of one thing somebody said to you one time in fourth grade that podcasts are stupid, books are dumb, you can't read. <laughs> it's just something silly little, little 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 tiny thing like that or even that your your mother's around and she doesn't want you wearing that kind of shirt or she doesn't want you doing I haven't worn okay, here we go. I wear a bra in three years. Guys, ever since y'all said don't wear a bra through COVID because you're going to live in your house for three months, y'all should not have done that because <laughs> I experienced a life without it, put one on for 10 minutes, and I said never, ever again because I went down to the why. Why do I do this? Why do I put this on? Then I did the math that if I how A, uncomfortable it is, and B, what you would spend a year, but then I take off my gloves at least three times a day to adjust my bra straps. That oh. costs me money. Well, shit. <laughs> I started to get down to the nitty gritty of business of wearing a bra. I said, "Hell no." <laughs> oh, I
0: if if I did that to, uh, I, I I'm am addicted to them. There's a lot of things that I'm See? addicted to. Yeah, um, I get it.
1: Boots is one for me. Yeah. I love boots. You know, I can't get enough See? of boots. But there you there's go. you know there's a lot of people that'll judge me for that. They'll say, "Oh, you should you should wear a bra." You you know, and they'll they'll judge and they'll look and that's weird. You're the weird one for looking. (laughs) You're the weird one for not wearing one. I'm not sure. I haven't really figured out my argument on it necessarily, but my argument is I'm comfortable, and I'm here on this planet to be comfortable, so I'll be comfortable.
0: I mean, again, with being a tattoo artist, I do think that we get a lot of leeway. I mean, even fully in a bra. I can't take my boobs off and put them on a shirt. I would. I'd leave them home. We all would. Completely (laughs) irrelevant. what, so the, And they get in the way, and, you know, I've had men admit that, like, like, I know they were uncomfortable, because it was weird, because my boob is literally, like, resting in the their forearm, hand. The forearm
1: is the worst one. Yes, and the they're like, camp. Amy,
0: you know, like, I'm not gonna lie, if you weren't hurting me so badly right now... <laughs> This would be a completely different yeah. series of events. And I was like, Yeah, dude, I look, I can't take it off. Yeah. And I gotta do what I gotta do to yep. get to but where even, we gotta go. I was like, Enjoy what you can. <laughs> yeah, even don't me. squeeze it. I <laughs> have a stress ball for that. And it's shaped like a boob. If you would like something with nipple, <laughs> something it's even got the little ridges on it.
1: Got, it's got all the textures
0: <laughs> for it. <you>. It's <laughs> like, If you want a stress boob,
1: I got one Here for you. Here you go, my Mine girl. is not
0: it. For free. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well no, even just well, someone like us becoming a tattoo artist or getting tattoos, that's already kind of a middle finger to society. Just the first time, you know, like, Oh, got a tattoo. Mm, screw you, Mom, got my nose pierced. screw you, Mom. It's it's those really small little things like that that add up to really those those small choices of being comfortable in who you are and what you want to look I mean, like, what you want like to be that. like. Yeah. It could be very um And that's just physical, you know, then it comes Way down into how – the choices in which – how you treat others and how you – what you say to others right. and how you respond to others. Those are all very authentic things, too, that mm-hmm. people-pleasing and pushover is not being authentic. Right. It, that's no – that's not a good quality. <laughs> and I was that person for an insanely long time. And well, like you uh, said, in,
0: in our day – um, the supplication and humility that we were asked to have yes. for this profession, which I, honestly, in 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 recognition of it, I can't say it's completely wrong mm-hmm. because I do think there's a lot of people, uh, like you said, that. That oh you now now yeah. with all the information I going you guys are gatekeeping. It's like
1: <laughs> are we? I just posted, what? I just posted everything of I tagged every needle and every product that right. I use. <laughs> like
0: are you kidding me right now? There's so like, much information. No 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 no. Pardon this entry interruption, diary listeners, but I had to make you aware of a really cool happening in the lives of one of our, our guests that we've had on the show, Tara Bell. She recently launched her Etsy page, her Etsy store. And let me tell you, it's beautiful. I've already bought a product. I'm super excited. Um, it's very seasonally appropriate, too. Uh, she picked the perfect time because a lot of her images are just so cool and for that person that loves Halloween or Christmas and gets into the, the festivities, this would be a great, great shop to go visit. Uh, you're going to find something awesome there. And wouldn't you know, she also sells journals with her beautiful artwork on it, too. You know how we like a good journal diary entry. Hello. So go to Tara Kendall Creations on Etsy. That's Tara T-A-R-A Kendall K E N d a l creations if you type that in on the etsy space you'll find tara's wonderful shop go crazy guys help support our friend she's worked really hard we're proud of you tara kick ass girl back to our podcast the our generation is who made all those videos who wanted to Give as much information as possible. We were so upset that it was so kept from us, yes. And and we we had to really fight and claw for all of it. That we didn't want that for you. Mm-hmm. And now we've you have all this, and you're still ungrateful. Yeah. Like so, I think it's a little, you know. I, I mean, part of my journey, I think, was discovering how to step up to a plate of being a leader. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm learning that mm-hmm. still. And um, my apprenticeship journey, you know, uh, had its own look, much like yours, but then also teaching somebody vastly different outcome. And, (laughs) you know, like, I'm still kind of reeling from all of it and being like, okay, like, what what take-homes do I get from that? And how much am I going to be the kind of person that I know I need to be in the face of trying to shepherd somebody into... Mm. Something that I care very much about. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, I'm still learning. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Every day. Every single
1: freaking day. (laughs) But I
0: love watching people like you who, I mean, honestly, I know it sounds really weird, but I love watching people soar. Like, I love watching that. I always look up. When I'm in my car, I know I should be focusing on the road, but I'm always, like, trying to look out for some bird Mm.
1: that's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would say bird is kind of my spirit animal, too. Yeah. I love birds. You know, it's funny that everything's foxes and they assume that's me. It's all, all grandma has the fox thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say for me it's birds. And I, I definitely have felt that way. That it's been time to spread your wings, et cetera. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it really did. I really did kind of come from, uh, and you, you don't even realize at the time that it's not that you're pretending to be somebody else. This is just who you think you should be because yeah. it's the people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And you didn't realize that you had a choice in who you surround yourself with. You really do victimize yourself That I'm born here, and I live here, and I have to work here. And none of those are true. No. (laughs) You can go anywhere, be anything. That's what's awesome about being human. You're not a tree. You can go up and do those things. So I was like, wow, I know that when I'm with my clients, we feel this way, and we want to. Have a space that looks like this and feels like that. Wouldn't it be cool if we could do this? Yeah. You know? And then there was other artists that also felt that way. You know, I was like, okay. And then Let's there's do people, it. there's just people that believe in you behind it too. This was not my idea. Yeah. <laughs> it almost never is. It's 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 almost the demand is so loud from everybody else that you have no choice but to do it. Mm-hmm. You know. And once you did, you realized you were that person that was meant to do it. And that's a big scary thing (laughs) once you're on the other side of it here you're just like oh okay deep breath we did it (laughs) now what (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, but it's next it's been very exciting you know to really sit down and kind of say what's the future for myself what does it look like for me what does it look like for this shop? what does it look like with me and Ryan what does it look like for me and my husband what does it look like everywhere and I didn't get to have those thoughts until very recently uh-huh. Um, number one with this being the push too, she's gonna ask some questions of what's next, and I'm like,
0: <laughs> I gotta well, no, come up with some I answers.
1: Mean, no, but it's it's also just invitation for myself of like, okay, now that you are this person and you've been in this for two years, now I just celebrated two years. What's ten years look like? What's twenty years look like? You know, and what does? I mean, like? we
0: can we can we can ask about those as a wrap up, but three years have subsided that have been pretty pivotal and I'm sure that there were rocky parts of that extremely, you know, so we can talk about those. I mean, I think that that's where a lot of people, I mean, me, myself, I, I know open book here, open book. Yeah. You know, like, you know, uh, finding a location, you know, like, uh, we were talking about it beforehand, like, you know, the things of business, insurance people and things like that, like all, all of those things, Um, picking out the floor. You know, like (laughs) there
1: All of it was putting in the floor. It's it's all so much. And that was like that is the hardest part is getting started. It's really Mm -hmm. really getting the nitty-gritty of making those choices and paying for those things. (laughs) You can plan all you want and pick out the colors and pick out the themes and the names and everything all you want, but you actually have to start doing it. And the first one really is your location, 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 location. It really does determine the success of your business next to who you hire. Um, this is a great spot, by Love though. this spot. It's a great Eight spot. big windows, mm-hmm. big parking lot, because I know there's, that's a big struggle right there, just finding a place that's easy to find. Mm-hmm. People can com- com- comfortably park their car and walk to a location, because many times you are here late at night, um, so people do want to feel safe getting to and from their vehicle. And then um, a lot of times, if you're a female artist like me, you want to feel safe yourself going to and from the car by yeah. yourself. And Having big, big windows, you know, the place that you can put the name is all huge, too. Just in Baltimore County, it can take years to get approved, and... I thought you, you couldn't even you do it. You can't really do it. Like, yeah. Thank goodness for uh, Billy, uh, Bill and Brittany Webbs. They got their place... Um, Is this this? No, I'm just pointing to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, they, got, they, got, they have a <laughs> Which shop. I do love they, these. Yeah, they're gorgeous, aren't they? They're these? gorgeous. Home Depot. Um, I, I do want to get got a. They got Studio Noir up in Bel Air, but it took them like three years in front of a judge and everything. And wow. I know in a lot of places in Towson, you can't even put up the word tattoo. Like, you can have a place on like the fourth floor of a building. Right. A suite. So for me to have a physical location in the middle of a shopping center, eight right. big windows it's and a parking handicap, parking lot. Accessible, handicap and you, accessible, you know. <laughs> Everything about it is freaking fantastic on the on the location part here and we're kind of on the tail end of um, this is like kind of Liberty Road here, so we are not in the busy hustle bustle but there's a little bit enough in here so yes. we get enough visitors we get enough but we're not bothered all day so that's, and that's very lovely. important too yes you want to be visible
0: yes you want to be visible but also um you know not so inundated that it's you know annoying to your clients to yes. you because uh, that's
1: the that's the first thing they'll we be just off covid you. too like absolutely that was a big part like that's a huge thing we wanted to be sure we felt like we had space between each station, you know, and I've struggled with this concept always of being a tattoo artist. I'm like, do I like the open room? Do I like the private room? Do I like the half wall situation? What is there? And I kind of got a nice medium here. Yeah, you do. Where um, there's this wall halfway between the spaces. Y'all can't see. There's a wall halfway between this big, big square room, and there's two stations on each side, basically. Um, And I would say they're about, what, 10 feet by 10 each, maybe, or so. Maybe even bigger than that, 12. Maybe 12 by 10 or so. Um, really tall ceilings here so people can hang up a lot of artwork but there's real pretty um, wood cabinets here they're wooden colored toolboxes found them at home Depot. that's what we were pointing at they're the real way, pretty <laughs> <laughs> they're really pretty they don't look like normal toolboxes no. because that's one of the looks that I didn't like is that it looked like a mechanic shop sometimes mm-hmm. and I wanted it to look more like not quite a spa, but something in, in between a yoga studio spa tat shack. Yeah. <laughs> Still, has got a little bit of tattery, but it's, it's got a little bit of a breath of fresh air, too, where there's a lot of light, a lot of green, a lot Thank of you. breath. What, you know?
0: I mean, part of the reason why in Baltimore County that they, um, they, they basically segregate tattooing to a not-for-the-public kind of thing, so you either have to be in an industrial space or you're kind of pushed i mean really that's it you're like you said you have to be in this really awkward space it's similar
1: here sykesville had a a township right ordinance um that that said you know i couldn't be within x amount of feet of some things or within x amount i had to be within x amount of feet of 32 which included schools and you know churches and this and that so that's why we have to be off to some skirts but this is so this is carroll county but sykesville had its own kind of ordinance so even down to the cities could have their own thing so even if your county has ordinances even down to their own cities could have their own rules I know downtown
0: Sykesville definitely does it
1: definitely did so me being up here on this part I got a little bit more leeway than I would have downtown right where it is downtown like the real cutesy wootsy. um kind of shopping down there that's cool to know um yeah so it wasn't like it wasn't one of the easiest and it wasn't one of the hardest places to get zoning-wise, but it was definitely up there. Where I was on the phone a lot <laughs> with, with zoning. That's probably your, one of your biggest battles at first when you're uh, looking to get a location in, in Maryland particularly, that some counties have some rules, some don't. Like, I would say one of the more loose ones is Anne Arundel, and that's why there's so many shops down there. Got you. Um, because there's hardly any rules, you know. And then Carroll County is sort of in the middle, I
0: like that. I, you know, I've always loved Carroll County. My boyfriend has wanted to push their pizzeria or at least have a an extension out in Carroll County. Yeah. One because we love to eat, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give me out there the <laughs> Yeah, they need but, a good place. But I would say yeah, there's one of the bigger ones is location and then I would say you would believe how much you're hung up on for mm-hmm. saying I wanna be a tattoo shop. They're like ha, yeah. ha, no. We don't want your cigarette hoodlums outside. Person and party, and I'm like, but look, look at my nice business plan. It's, it's gonna right. have plants. <laughs> right. and they're like, no. Well, and that's
0: the thing about these chests that you were saying—they look warm.
1: Yeah. So even in my so very warm. your next big step, really, I, I would say, as, as silly as this sounds, really, is a business plan. I had a 15-page business plan that was nice. literally what the numbers were gonna look like, what my clientele looks like, Ryan's clientele, and then kind of what this fa- like physical space would look like. I already kind of photoshopped a whole like image together what this place would look like in some capacity and then even what the sales would be expected, you know, and the growth that was expected. Um, And that's actually what the landlord liked so much about me after meeting me in person. Number one, just meeting me in person was like, hell yeah, you're a nice lady. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> number, you are. Number two, they're like, you have a really impressive business plan for being yeah. a nice, tatted lady. I'm like, I know. <laughs> and that's that's kind of their selling Who would have guessed it? Who would have guessed? I would say a business plan might be important just to give them a different perspective of what you're offering because they absolutely have an expectation right. when they say tattoo shop they're gonna think in their head, nineteen sixties tat jack, you know. Right. So if you have any capacity, even if it is just your Instagram or a website, something that can show them what your plan is, what you expect to provide they may see it as an asset and they're like oh my goodness you well, might be
0: bringing in all kinds of different people for us you brought in numbers too mm-hmm. I mean recently I had to get a car loan and they were like oh we're gonna need pay stubs and I was like uh uh I don't I pay myself like can tax return oh yeah tax returns but you have to show a consistency of yes. business numbers. Yes. and numbers and you know as an independent contractor or something like that tricky, it's, tricky, it's a little different it is. and they they have a little bit more leeriness They of do that. they
1: kind of they side eyed <laughs> you a little bit and they they start thinking about all the dirty businesses you could be doing mm-hmm. even though it's just art yeah, I <laughs> like know. guys I'm just art I d- like, I don't people do People actually pay a lot for this <laughs> They do so, trust me I'm just as surprised to be here I don't know, right like it's incredible, it's what, incredible. I, what people will do <laughs> I, I mean and then really it's your next big thing is everything in who you hired yeah you can you cannot negotiate your values and what you yeah. want to come out what client experience if you were the client coming into your shop write down everything from head to toe that you would want to experience yeah. and then create that and only hire people that will provide that experience yeah Easier said than done. I couldn't no, even say that, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> so it's so hard. And I understood how hard it would be. Coming into it now, I still am like, this is fucking hard. And now two years, in, I'm like, this is really fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, It's really fucking hard. But what I will say is, you know, quality over quantity. If it is just you, you and one, you and two, you and three, as long as it's those are the quality people, yeah. then, and you just put out what you are doing, it will draw the right yeah. people to you, which is our next step for us. Yeah, I've yeah. been really patient with not just letting anybody in. If anything, I've been gatekeeping Foxwood. I'm like, nope, protection, protective barrier, protect the baby. No, that's what you
0: should be like. <laughs> yeah, and it's Absolutely. it's definitely to
1: make sure that every experience in here is a quality one. Yeah, every single one. You know, this is why Chick Fil A is companies they know consistency you know yeah. amazon consistency you know google consistency that's what they're good at that right. everyone can google the same thing get the same results right. <laughs> that's what good business is so i'm making sure that everything in here is consistent first before right. i throw in another factor
0: yeah that
1: i'm not sure can be consistent yet because these are people that you're dealing with more people more problems yeah (laughs) and the more clients is more client potential problems so i make sure that things are really well monitored to have a quality and safe protective experience for everybody Um, so who you hire is extremely important and then knowing your why and having their expectations for those also be set their values have to match Um, yeah so that's really tough too it's very tough
0: well, and it's you know everybody I think uh, myself included uh, you know you come in hot you you, <laughs> mm-hmm. you really have has has set for yourself mm-hmm. some some epic expectations, but you know every day is another day yes, and um, those are that like you said, more people more problems with people, there's just mess mm-hmm. you know, like and it doesn't. I think very rarely is an intentional, but it's just mess. Oh, and it's very rare. Actually, what I've, <laughs> lear-
1: what, I've what I've actually learned it's extreme. Very rarely intentional, and very rarely personal. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it's their stuff going on inside them, their head, their trauma, their family, their things going on that are just affecting their performance or the way they show up today, mm-hmm. their way of being. And well, that if someone loved them harder. They would change or be aware or be like, Oh my god, I know this isn't who I am. I know this right. isn't what I'm supposed to be doing or how I treat others. Right. But most of the time we're all in our own thing yeah. to be caring about another person's well being. Yeah. Literally their well being. Yeah. We don't care. Because we're usually not even in a state of well being. How can you love others if you don't love yourself? So most yeah. of the time we're not even in a wellbeing. well
0: being. And, and to that point as a business owner, um, it's it's one getting it and seeing it Mm -hmm. and then also knowing that like what is my responsibility as a business owner and what does that love look like because i gotta be very careful because i can't i can't get too far within the balance
1: is extremely hard even after my experiences with other business owners and being as close as i was to their process of this I was a front row seat to all of these processes of hiring and firing. And and I was like, oh, I can't feel this way. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. you get here over here, you're like, oh, man, this balance is hard. Yes. It's impossible. I actually yeah. think one of the I, – I don't like the word impossible because <laughs> it literally oh. break it down to I'm possible. I love it. Yes. So I don't love it. But, man, it does feel like a balance that – once you've got a hold of it, it changes. Yes. And you make an adjustment and it's a new boundary. And it's constantly evolving. Yeah. Right when you feel like you got it. Which is kinda like tattooing or any yes. new skill. Right when you feel like you got it Something comes down and That's says, "Guess what?" That's why I love That's why I love it too. I is can, that I I I can't believe how much I learn every day. It Dude. blows my mind how much more I learn every day. Yeah. And then I'm like, people pay me for this. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. Do you know how much guessing I just did? Well, yeah, how much learning I just did? And, and yeah, to we'll that pay. point, you realize how
0: and and this is key for people who get tattooed. The breath is. Oh I feel like my those gosh! Deep
1: breaths that you're like. Huge. <gasps> okay. <laughs> Well, I taught I, I taught Ryan and anyone who works with me close enough that you breathe in and breathe out your line work. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I also do this when you get tattooed by me. That um, something I started recently is before we start, we breathe in mm-hmm. and breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, and then when you're breath in, that's when I go in, and yeah. your body goes oh, yeah. into that needle experience and it fully accepts like okay mm-hmm. this is happening instead of that jolt yep. of oh, now, now we're here
0: everybody wants to tense up my boyfriend's mm-hmm. like the worst i'm sorry rico but we love you rico we love you <laughs> but you are the worst to tattoo because he just white knuckles everything I'm uh-huh. like dude
1: fucking breathe breathe <laughs> relax i think i think one of the under most underrated tools as a human is breath work that we don't teach just in kindergarten just in business just in schooling just in in the family You know, just as simple as tying your shoes and, you know, taking out the trash, breath work should be just as important in my opinion. It's a part of being human that the breath is there all the time. But once you actually realize the purpose of breath and what it can do for you. His breath work is for lifting like 600 pounds. Yeah, no, and I I can't do that yet. (laughs) We're we're
0: well on the train. (laughs) From what I've heard from him, you have to be of a certain disposition to even – get to that point but <sighs> all i know is is that when i start seeing him going into neanderthal like monkey mode with whatever important thing that he's holding and pick i see up and his face down. getting to that like i'm gonna break it because yes. like, he's gonna break it yes. i'm like give it to me now he doesn't he doesn't understand the like that 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 subtlety breath work he gets intensity which is why i love him yep um And why we're drawn to each other, because, you know, tattooing, it's, it's, you become this really, this person who's so sated within intense spaces, but that's why he likes it. Yes. It's like, bring him a lot of peace because. Mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't you love it? Don't you love all this peace I'm bringing you? (laughs)
0: Right. Because I, right, exactly. (laughs) Well, and it's weird because it doesn't, on the outside looking in, it does look like that. Like we're yelling at each other, but he's like, oh, this is nice. I'm used to loud Italians like being in uh-huh. each other's business and grabbing yes. me and shaking yes. me and yelling at me, and that's, that's cool. his level of intensity and, and lifting heavy weights. But like the the breath work that comes from you know being around somebody, I, and I do, I think that, um, and that's why I'm so happy that, that a few people that listen to the podcast came to you that didn't even consider it otherwise because they probably had in their head. Like you said, like the people who... What it's like who to be a tattoo artist. Were taking you into this mm-hmm. space. Like, oh, this 1960s tattoo shop. Like, sure. I'm going to have to... And I didn't...
1: I was... <laughs> something that's new to... What's new in my life, too, I guess, now, is like my presence on social media. It was feeling for so long uh, something against me being female as mm-hmm. an artist for so long. So I kept my body and pretty much my gender just completely off my Instagram you couldn't tell for a really long time even if you if you didn't know me people would assume I was a guy Casey's a gender neutral name you know so it was kind of fun for a few even years even your
0: presence like that was a thing too. yeah like, yeah for was, sure uh, you definitely sneakers hat
1: yeah no back like, backwards hair. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was kind of like um a very yeah it was very like I had to be this masculine kind of person you know and that um I couldn't put my name out there, you know, or my 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 like womanhood out there because it was already so negatively talked in the in the community. Like you're booked because you have tits. You're, you're you can't be pretty and talented, you know, all these things. So I just made sure that that was never the excuse of why I got successful. So I can say that, like, check, <laughs> you know, good job, case. But now that feels so unimportant. It feels so important for me to. To share myself with my clientele because once they meet me in person is the reason they work with me again. So I'm realizing that I can't sell that experience without selling myself. And I'm like, meh, this whole social media, ticky-tocky video, really nonsense. Trust me, I am not thrilled about it. But I have understood now that the success rate for someone like us is completely dependent on social media and sharing as much with yourself as possible so that it draws the same people toward you um, the more i share about what i've been through my experiences even down to the clothes that i wear it really is drawing more clientele like that toward me and yeah. that people appreciate what i'm sharing and it's making me more human i didn't realize people didn't see me as human for quite some time they're like you are something else yeah (laughs) you um you hustle and um yeah you're kind of unhuman you're a wife and a mother and a business owner and this and this and that how do you do it all you're not human right and I didn't realize people felt that way about me. Like I said, ignorance is bliss. I'm out here doing my thing. I'm so up in my world. I didn't know how anyone felt, nor did I care. Right. <laughs> as long as somebody was showing up to get tattooed, I was happy.
0: Right. But, well, I mean, we can only have so much capacity, yeah. to be honest with you. And yeah. Like you said, if you can't heal yourself and take space for yourself yes. to, to get over those things. Yes. And thank God for COVID in that way. Gosh,
1: yeah, that's what it was. So COVID hit and... Uh, I was working at Diamond Dagger at the time, so mm-hmm. I'd already met Ryan. Already, uh, Tony wasn't there yet, um, but COVID hit. I was like right at the beginning of uh, Ryan's apprenticeship, so maybe only a couple years, or a couple months in. And I just got to the mirror every day. I was just so upset with my body. It started very physical. I'm like, I hate this physical body. I hate my fat my acne my stretch marks you know and it's never gonna go away I I listed every excuse in the book like anybody else I love eating I love carbs I love pasta and I'd rather be happy and fat than skinny and miserable you know I said all of those things and said it was completely uncontrollable there's bad genetics you know all the women in my family are big so I'm gonna be big you know that's just the way it is you know and I was like, no, it wasn't, bitch, you used to be skinny. <laughs> you, right. you used to be small. You were a small person in high school. Actually, people used to tell you you were so small. are physically a small person. I am physically a small human, guys. I am five foot. Her, <laughs> not her even. Her nickname is Baby Hands. Baby Hands. These are four inches. that's not ironic. They are four <laughs> inches tall. I'm a small, physical human. And I avoided a scale. I avoided a gym. I avoided taking pictures. I avoided everything to make sure that I was never going to come to terms with the person I was growing into. Then I was in pain physical pain my knees hurt my hips hurt this started to hurt then I had vitamin d issues iron issues anemia uh, cholesterol problems I was like I'm 28 (laughs) and I had tendonitis arthritis osteoarthritis hip bursitis two tears in my IT band going to physical therapy three times a year for three different ailments I'm like what on earth is going on Mm -hmm. enough is enough yeah it really was like enough's enough yeah and I remember the physical conversation. I remember Mike holding me in the mirror and he was like, I love your body. And he's like holding all my chubs. And he's like, I love everything. And I was like, I don't. Right. I don't. Yeah. And it, it, it hit him like, oh shit, I didn't know you felt that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't either until right now. And I got into bed with him and I said, tomorrow's changing everything. And that was October 22nd, 2019. I said, tomorrow everything changes. I didn't know what. I just know it meant tomorrow everything changes. So I kind of woke up the next morning. And I said, if someone were Magic Genie, Magic Wand, right here, right now, waved it and said, This took this thing from you that you would like to change, what would it be? And for me, it was my addiction to soda. I was super, super bad with the soda because I wasn't, I wasn't saying I would like a straight edge person, but I would say that because of my childhood, I didn't explore a lot in alcohol or drugs. So Coca Cola was my cigarette. You know, I never even had a cigarette in my life. And I keep drinking in very, very little drug use at that time ever in my life. Um, and I just said, you know, coke's no problem. Not cocaine, guys. Coke, <laughs> Coca Cola, Coca Cola. <laughs> I said, like, coke's no problem. Which used to have coke in. Which I should have brought that back. I'm totally. <laughs> but you, man. I, gosh, that's how I was excusing it. It's like, oh, it's not, it's not drugs. It's not this. It's not that. It's just soda. And I was doing seven, eight, nine sodas a day. Walk into the Seven Eleven, just cracking them open, buying a crazy amount of those, and I said, if if you could just take that away right now, do it, I said, well, you could, just stop drinking it, I'm sure that was hard, (sighs) what, no way, Casey, no way, it can't be that simple, did you go cold turkey, yeah, cold turkey, cut soda, cold turkey, and you can ask the Diamond Dagger crew how that (sighs) six weeks went of me literally pulling my hair out and screaming at everybody, but. I had to do it. It was one of the hardest things that I seriously had to do. It sounds so silly, but it was like this is a drug for me, Mm -hmm, and I had to work it through a couple hours at a time. Like, no, dude, you don't need this. You don't need this. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. So once it was soda, I did that thirty days. I was like, oh my gosh, I did that for thirty days. That's so wild, and my body feels good. I was like, how does your body feel? I'm like, I definitely feel less bloated. I feel a little less tired. And if I made that one change, what else can I do? What else can I do? And I was, like, looking around the room, and my friend Ashley was starting the keto diet. And I was like, well, maybe I could just kind of do that with her, see how that feels. I did the keto diet for three months, lost another 20 pounds. So the soda lost about 10. And then doing a keto diet, let me lost another 10 or so. And it just kept going from there. It was just making healthier choices from there. And I never went down into, let me calorie count, let me go to a gym, let me get into this supplement or this program it was just there's choices and everybody knows which ones they should make should you pick up the starbucks no (laughs) should you pick up the pizza or the caesar salad you know everybody knows and i came down to well i make over a thousand choices a day and if i were to add them up 600 of them were bad and 400 of them were good why can't we make a thousand good choices and see where it goes And that's what I started to do. Every single day was just a new one. And then I started to add multiple at a time. How many new things can I do? And it's led me to this. I've lost 75 pounds. That's awesome. All of my numbers are green. No more anemia, no more iron, no more cholesterol problem. I don't have anxiety. I don't have depression. I used to have those things completely dictate my day. And they no longer do. And it's a whole new mindset shift. it's it's nothing physical or external that happened it was all a mindset and in my choices and then i started to realize that's everything that's everyone this is the human default the human default when we go to bed and wake up in the morning i don't want to do this i want to stay in here and do the same thing over and over Mm -hmm. well you will never achieve any new result yeah. you're going to get the same results yeah. from doing the same thing. So you're going to make the same money at the same job, with the same car, with the same people, in the same house, on the same street, in the same place. Right. But if well, I made new choices, where on earth would they take me?
0: Well, and it's really just like a, a choice of pain
1: and Oof. suffering. Because yes. Because
0: how do you want to suffer?
1: Which is hard. Do, right. Choose your hard.
0: Right. Exactly. Do I want to,
1: like, if I choose this fast food and choose this soda and choose this life, I'm going to choose a life of being overweight and sick. Right. Or if I make all of these good choices of if I drink my water and I eat my salads and I get up and work out in the morning, I will have results of feeling healthy and that I can get up and down the stairs without pain. That's yep. the new pain that I've not yes. chosen. Is that exactly. I can get up and move that I could not do before. Mm-hmm. That I don't have those numbers when they do my blood work. That's, that's, that's it. That's awesome. The new pain is getting my ass up early right. and not tasting as good. Yeah. That's those new sacrifices. Right. But I've changed my relationship with it. I've changed my mindset with it. instead of I hate this, this tastes gross, it's I love this, this makes me feel good, and it makes me capable of going through my day now. Right.
0: Okay. That's it for this week, Diary listeners. We hope that was a, a great little snippet of our time with Casey Hart. In the meantime, between now and next week for part two, we hope that this helps initiate some wonderful things in all of your lives. As always, I, I wish you all the best. God bless you, listeners. You are so, so important to this podcast. I can't thank you enough Thank you, Casey, for not only giving one entry earlier, years ago, but now connecting back with this podcast, sharing yet again some wonderful stuff with our listeners. It's just so valuable, and I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. You truly inspired me. I I don't know what's next still, but what I do know is that it's October, and it started a few things, not only the launch of this podcast series but also Inktober. We got Halloween coming up. The holiday season's popping off at the the mid part of this month. I'm going to be at Paradise Tattoo gathering. It's, it's, It's just wicked, crazy, awesome. All the things that's happening. A little overwhelmed, but very excited. So to all of you guys, we'll catch you next week for part two. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. You can find The Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at Diaries at gmail.com. We, we look, look forward, forward to, to hearing from, from our, our listeners. listeners.